happy tenant is a good tenant. We did not intend to be in the property management business. The property management industry is very sharing. We're providing housing for human lives. And life happens to everybody. You don't manage as many properties as I do without the stories. Like six grown men jump back like, what the hell was that? Something's about to eat us. You're listening to the Property Manager Podcast, brought to you by Buildium. Real stories, real people. I'm Tony Milo from Buildium, and this is the Property Manager Podcast. Welcome to the Property Manager Podcast again. My name is Tony Milo, and I am here with Rachel Graham. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Tony. Hi, Fred. Hi, Tony. <laughs> so today we're here, and we're actually talking about uh, an amazing interview that I did with David Westphere of Westward 360. And for those of you who haven't heard of him, well, you should. They're a Goliath in the Chicago market, um, and especially with you know managing associations. So one of the things that I noticed that impressed me right off the bat was how we talked so much about scale, volume, and it seemed to me that they were sort of like a, a franchise um, in how they sort of manage different property managers and delivered a consistent solution across the board. Yeah, so <laughs> people are shaking their heads. That's definitely true. So what, what, did, what did you uh, notice that stuck out, stuck, out, stuck out to you, Rachel? St- stuck out. <laughs> yeah, one thing that I really liked was how he framed his perspective on technology. You know, I think, you know, as you said, Tony, as a company that has really scaled, you know, technology is, is a necessity if you're going to scale. You always have to find ways of... Um, of creating efficiencies for yourself. Um, but you all know, like my perspective on technology for technology's sake is don't do it. Technology should improve a process that, or a relationship or a communication flow that you already have. Uh, and it should not be the process. And I love that he talks about how sometimes things break. And the reality is, is that in this, uh, the way he said it was in this industry that we chose, the job that we have to do is about solving a problem as quickly as possible. And so like he hadn't lost that human touch uh, in, in how he thought about all the different uh, tools that he uses to power his business. One of the things that I liked that you said, Rachel, was particularly he doesn't let technology define the process. He lets people and his property managers who work with those people and work to serve the associations that they manage define the process and so there's a, a, a you know in the technology that he likes to use there is flexibility that's built in in order to serve those different audiences which again that has the element of you know the human touch in it and if your technology isn't doing that if it's not following that process then you're using it the wrong way and you're trying to force things which never works yeah, and David's been wonderful. He's been a Buildium customer since almost the very beginning, um, more than a decade, I think. Uh, and so he has really um, grown with us, and um, he has seen how the company has evolved over the years. And uh, he talks a lot about how all the different tools that he uses to um, navigate his day. Fred, what did you think? I thought the point that he made that people don't want to talk to people anymore that's something that's so true. It's a conversation that I actually had with my Uber driver the other day. You were talking to him, though. You were talking to him. <laughs> so good work. Yeah. Now, you're getting to something that's really interesting here is that people don't want to talk to people all the time until they realize they're looking at a screen too much and they're not having any real, real human connection. Then all of a sudden, this sort of innate... Uh, alert goes off in our minds that says, listen, we should probably put this screen down and actually talk to somebody. We should actually, instead of just chatting them, walk over, say hello. And I think that's a big part of you know the charm that goes into property management, but a big 
you know, a, like some dissonance that that's happens because people are so reliant on technology and communicating through certain channels. Well, they expect it. They don't want to talk to people. Uh, personally, for me, it's like, ah, I need this plumbing issue resolved or this is broken. Need to reach out to my property manager. Let me submit this. And honestly, I don't have a desire to reach out over a phone call and talk. But as soon as I do, it's nice. You build a rapport with the person. Like You can hear it in their tone whether or not they actually care. No, I think it's good. It's the social skills, right? And it's reading what you need to do. And oftentimes, you're really upset about something. And if you're communicating just through a message or an app or something like that, it, the the communication isn't as good or it doesn't sort of hit the same way as when you pick up the phone and talk to someone. Yeah, and the, the property manager resident relationship is a really powerful one because ultimately it's it's one that is about care. Um, you know, Fred, like you were saying, like if something goes wrong, um, I don't know about the two of you, but I don't know anything about plumbing. I don't know anything about electricity. Like there are certain things that I'm pretty handy with, but those are not two of them. And so were I in a situation where I needed to call on someone to help me, you know, you want to know that there's a person on the other end of the phone who A, like cares that I'm having a problem and then B, knows what to do to help me fix it. Like there, there's, um, that's a very personal thing. Yeah, for sure. And, and sort of relying on that and making that connection will just you know, puts that responsibility, of course, in the professional that you're working with. And property managers are just the, the best property managers are ready to just pick up that torch and 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 just, uh, I guess, lead the way and help you solve the problem. And believe it or not, like even though we've just recapped our favorite parts, like there is so much more in the interview. Um, so if you're tempted at all to think we've just given you the Cliff Notes version of, <laughs> of this uh, interview, you definitely want to listen uh, to the whole thing. Yeah, we probably should just get right into it. We should just show them the episode. Yeah, yeah. So press the button, Fred. Hopefully, we've gotten you excited. All right. You guys ready? Yeah. All right. Three, two, and. (laughs) (laughs) I am here with David Westphere of Westward 360. David, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, again, you know, we're really excited to have you uh, in the new building in HQ. Excited to be talking today about delivering on the resident experience from a property management powerhouse like Westward 360. So to get started here, tell me, uh, tell me a little bit about Westward. How did you become a powerhouse in the Chicago market? Well, we uh, we started out like most um, with nothing. Uh, we brought on our first building back in uh, 2008. Uh, and we just saw incredible growth during that first five years or so. Um, we continue to grow. Uh, the growth uh, strategy has changed somewhat over the years, um, but we now represent uh, about 15,000 uh, individual units, um, more wow. than 500 buildings, and about 200 employees there locally in Chicago. Um, we have a small office uh, in the suburbs of Chicago, um, but our Main playing field, if you will, is is in downtown um, and uh, uh, along the lake, uh, going north. Um, so, with a with a company of that size, you know, with a team that large, you know, how do you really organize your operations? Like, how do you guys look at that picture? Well, I think that the, traditionally, when people start out in our industry, and it has been this way for some time, um, we're starting to see a little bit of a shift, but. Uh, our industry was really made up of operators that were looking for this recurring fee. Um, a lot of the operators were real traditional real estate shops, and 
I think we hit a sweet spot based on the timing of when we entered the market. Um, that's when Buildium and other technologies became available. Um, it was a differentiator when it came to how you could proficiently manage a community association. Um, I mean, even when we started and when Buildium was ramping up as well, there was a lot of Excel documents and there was a lot of um, very archaic ways of communicating with our client. And um, and that's the biggest, frust biggest single frustration that our client has to this day. And I'm sure that most operators experience is communicating. Um, they want to know everything that's going on um, and they want that information yesterday. So it's vitally important that um, you scale in a way that provides for an incredible uh, client um, relationship. Right, yeah, and you mentioned communication. Um, clearly, you know, uh, under the topic of delivering that resident experience, delivering, delivering a customer experience, I mean, the two really go hand in hand. Yep. Um, and you know, being able to also record all of those conversations. So what does that mean in, you know, what does really good communication mean uh, in your terms, like how do you see this in action? Well, we uh, started uh, with a very clear vision of decentralizing the experience. Um, it is our opinion that a property manager um, has to be a great communicator. They have to be great with organizational skills. They have to be doers. They've got to be able to see a task um, through from the beginning to completion. But the idea of having a property manager, in our opinion, that understands all aspects of what a community association uh, requires is not realistic. Um, you're talking about going into a meeting and being present uh, with problems that exist around legal and around accounting and around project management. The, the idea that you're going to send an employee into a room and present for an hour um, being able to explain the accounting process at the same time making a determination on which quote for a new roof is most relevant um, and is best for that community, I think that you're kidding yourself. And so when we uh, began this process, we knew that scale was necessary in order to get there, but the end result was one where you're addressing that property manager as a position of hub on the wheel, right? You're, you're the center, uh, and all those spokes that go out are employees that are directly responsible for a very specific thing. Um, so with Westward 360, we have attorneys and CPAs, and we have project managers that are experts in every side of what that building means as far as brick and mortar. Sure. Um, and anytime that that property manager requires attention, they're getting a very consistent product without having to go outside of our company and getting the information that they need and pulling those resources into those meetings and into those environments and phone calls where necessary so that we are getting uh, an amazing, consistent product. Right. And of course, uh, you know, technology underscores all of that, underscores that communication, those relationships, and makes it easier for that person to be the hub. That's right. Um, you know, I'm curious in ways that you've seen technology work really well in those circ in those circumstances to make the property manager empowered and even more efficient within our network. Because we're talking about, you know, their confidants. We're talking about vendors yep. and having it really be all under one roof um, and executed well and trackable at yep. the end of the day. Yeah, from a task management standpoint, um, it, it's important. It's extremely important. We we steer uh, dozens and dozens of our own employees that are responsible for everything from janitor janitorial needs um, to handyman and plumbers. Um, 
that was a that was something ten to fifteen years ago that um, was perceived by the industry to be a conflict of interest. You're you're my property right. manager, and um, we got a lot of that coming back that having those services in house was the perception of there being conflict and. Um, and I found that so interesting. Yeah, and, and, and that's changed because not only are um, uh, most of the property management companies that are, are relevant, at least in the Chicago market, doing that, but the simple fact of being able to open a task or have a client open a task in Buildium and see that through all the way to the vendor in the field and through billing and invoicing, um, G we do GPS tracking with, with all of our, our personnel where... Um, you know, the ability to control, again, that entire experience, be able to get on to Buildium and, and have that task come in and be able to put people on notice that, that you've got that vendor that's 30 minutes out, sure. um, that this is the contact information. If you are having to outsource a large portion of that, you are completely losing uh, your ability when it comes to quality control and when it comes to communication. Yeah, that's, a, that's a, an amazing point. Um, and one of the things that I think you touched upon a little bit is the importance of speed in these types with these types of tasks have you seen um, that accelerate over the past like say five years like for example if there's a vendor that you're working with you want to see them arriving quickly uh, you want to and like do you see that sort of impact um, happening as well with residents expecting that of course yeah and I think that anyone probably seeing this broadcast will will know that uh, you know that everyone's in the same boat you know when it comes to the expectations of uh, what is our industry now? Um, it has to be done yesterday, and and more importantly, it has to. I, I need up to date, constant reminders of what's happening from the beginning to the end, and that product better be good. Mm -hmm. And is you know this is probably a challenge for for property managers. We've heard, like for example, these days that a lot of vendors, um, it's harder to get quality vendors like on a regular basis, uh, because a lot of them in, you know, hot markets like Chicago like Boston, like New York, a lot of those vendors and contractors are getting swooped up and getting pulled into other development projects sure. and getting those higher rates. Do you, have, you, have you seen that and felt that in the market? Yep, of course. And, and that's one of the main reasons that we've built maintenance around our portfolio. Um, we can't have uh, a storm come through and um, have 50 buildings that are underwater um, and not have the ability to service every single one of them in a timely manner. Um, if you don't have those controls in place, if you don't have your preferred vendor network uh, that's built out in a way where you're fully respected, um, you're going to be second or third on the list. And that means you're second or third when it comes to your competition. Right. Now that's an amazing point. Um, so what is the difference? Like say if, say if there's you know a competitor in your market, like, what is the difference that Westward puts forward with their resident experience that puts you above and beyond? Um, well, I mean, first and foremost, again, with that, with volume, there's a huge, huge investment in your time and energy building a business like this if you're going to be competitive. Mm -hmm. uh, when we started out, um, my business partners and I did everything from snow removal to janitorial to I mean I've done I've 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 had I've done every single position that's available to this day sure. in the, in, the, in that company. <laughs> That's and a way to learn fast. Yeah. <laughs> and if you think that you can start this type of business and scale it without being able to touch and understand fully every single one of those positions as you fill them, those positions are going to fail. Um, and it's it's part of the excitement that is our, 
our industry, though. Um, it's never boring. You're dealing with tons of different types of problems. You're dealing with uh, many different types of people and the expectations of those people, and especially in a city uh, like Boston or, or Chicago, um, you know, you're dealing with a lot of different personalities, and, and that comes with uh, its challenges at times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah ch- challenges. Everybody's got something to say. Everybody has an opinion. Yep. 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 Yeah, I'm sure. Just, uh, you know, dealing with client satisfaction, just one of those things. Just, you know, talking to clients and talking them off ledges sometimes, That's I would right. imagine, right? Um, so we've talked about technology sort of enabling scale, and that's obviously a huge part of your business. But I'm curious about talking about it as an enabler for personal touch. Um, you know, one of the ways that we look at tech and build them, and a lot of tech companies, SaaS tech companies, look at their offering, um, they try to make it stickier. Mm-hmm. So that they put things in it that, you know, get m- that make the software necessary and a part of someone's daily routine. So how, how do you do that with your service offering and sort of Offering, uh, offering things inside of the technology that make it something that people want to go back to time and time again. Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, the Buildium started out with a platform that was much more about communication and accounting, um, and has obviously grown quite a bit to provide other offerings and services. Uh, we still also use other um, third-party products that help us communicate. Um, you know, as you know, the telephone is obsolete now. I mean, uh, not only, and to a certain extent, even text messaging. Um, they're, they're the ways that people are communicating now um, and the expectations of how frequently those communications go out and are received have, have completely changed over this last 10 years. Um, you know, it, 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 it all comes back to that relationship with that property manager and knowing, understanding the expectations of each uh, community association. And... Um, and everyone is completely different. Um, some are much more hands-on, while, while others require certain things on a very regular basis. And sure. so uh, not having one way uh, that a company is doing something and allowing your property managers and your staff in general the freedom um, to use different ways to communicate based upon those expectations is really important. Um, and we also, uh, I mean, the, the tools within Buildium are, are good. Um, I think the, the challenge that presents itself as uh, we grow and as I think what we're finding is a consolidation in our space where a lot of the smaller mom and pop shops are um, starting to come together and merge or, or be acquired. Right. Um, We've heard that for sure. Yep, is, is something that uh, is going to shake that up again as far as what technologies three to five years from now are going to be required to be able to, to keep that same client happy. Yeah, exactly. So it, there's definitely even more scale that's going to be necessary uh, for sure. And, and I heard a little bit of a theme coming in there um, around just personalization um, and specifically the ability of technology to, uh, and the ability of a property manager and how it's necessary for them to really understand their audience and understand their community, um, which is something that we know is, is really true from the research we've done in our renters report, for example. You know, we've found that millennials want different things, of course, than baby boomers. And yep. so depending on the association that you're managing, you're going to find just different needs, That's right. different, pri- you know, obviously different properties, um, you know, different violations tracking, different board and so you have to really, there's, that's where, and this is one of the things that really impresses me about dealing with people in the real estate industry, that they have, um, I say, an innate social sense of working with people. They know what they have to deliver to make them happy. Yep. And it's like always on. Yep. Like, As a business owner, um, 
you know, especially uh, dealing with so many different types of trades. Uh, we're we're a customer service business. Um, we pride ourselves on that, and that is every day what we're trying to push down through the ranks. Um, client, client comes first. Client comes first. Yep. Um, but ninety percent of our day is dealing with contractors and and other vendors that um, have built businesses around not being customer driven, customer first. Right. And that's what blows my mind. Is that 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 is something that you know has been in property management in the past. It's like well. It doesn't. You don't have to focus on the customer. And from our perspective, it's like, yes, you absolutely do. Yep. If you're going to survive, you do. Yep, that's right. But it does take a certain type of person to fit that mold. Um, when you're talking about this people person, you yep. know, you you have to have the ability to engage yourself in, um, you know, two million dollar homes and fifty thousand dollar homes and deal with plumbers and deal with attorneys. And you have to be able to bridge that gap when it comes to communication and your ability to ultimately put your customer first. Right, exactly. I'm so curious, we've talked about technology a lot, but how, you know, when something goes wrong with technology, curious if you have a story of just something that you learned from that, because oftentimes what we do is we try and fit the situation to tech. Sure. And that doesn't always work. No, it doesn't. Um, right, because that's just the nature of, of things. Um, curious if you have any stories of, you know, a time when, you were maybe trying to force something into, you know, uh, a, a tech, technological infrastructure that just didn't wind up working, and you know, sort of what you did to to figure out a solution to it. Yeah, I, I mean, we have a um, a host of different technologies that we use. Um, you know, there isn't one solution when it comes to uh, what has become this industry and the expectations that come from it. Um, we're having to communicate with our vendors and we're have to, having to communicate in ways with board members that are not conducive to working through um, one specific channel. Um, and things do break. And I think that in a way that's what makes it interesting. Right. Um, if everything is perfect and everything is working the way it should, there actually is very little human intervention that's required. Right. Um, and that's the way this industry and a lot of industries are, are moving towards is people don't want to talk to people. You know, They don't want to have to deal with it. They don't want to be put on hold. They don't want to do anything other than have a problem and have it be solved as quickly as possible. Sure. Um, so when that technology does break down, you do need to, it's boots on the ground, it's, it's diving in. And, right. and, and, and that's in a way, part of the fun of, of, of dealing with people and, and choosing the industry that we chose. Right. Yeah, that's great. Um, and of course, you know, having a resident site and communicating in the first place can probably alleviate a lot of potential problems that come up. Uh, one of the questions that I have for you is, you know, clearly you've you communicated extensively with your residents, um, with board members as well. How do you get residents to get onto a resident site or a resident portal? Like, how do you... Uh, what techniques do the property managers you work with use to, to communicate that out? Well, we have a, an extensive onboarding process. Um, it is our opinion that uh, not only is that uh, onboarding process extremely important when it comes to gathering information, but uh, you only have one chance. Uh, if you don't get that information <laughs> and, and anything, everything relevant to that building in the first three months, you, it's very difficult to go back to that client and ask for it. Right. The expectation at that point is that you should already know. Mm -hmm. You should have already become an expert on uh, the brick and mortar and on the customer relationship. Um, so we spend a lot of time and there has been a lot of energy put into 
um, what is required in order to get what we need so that that doesn't happen. Um, and that's everything from preferences, um, vendor selection, all the way up through you know where where the uh, where the moving pads are for the elevators. Uh, there's there's um, there's there are, there are dozens, if not hundreds, of questions that are housed in our databases, both uh, within and outside of Buildium, that allow um, for quick access and, and solutions. Um, we've moved to a uh, 24/7 environment. Um, which is, I think, one of the, the first property management companies, at least in Chicago, that I know of that, that, has, done, that has done that successfully. Yeah. And I think that's where we're moving to. Mm -hmm. um, unit owners that have problems in the middle of the night do not want a call center. They do not want to talk to anyone, <laughs> especially if you don't have answers for them. Right. And that traditional call uh, after hours emergency um, environment that we have been in um, over the years uh, is a bottleneck. Sure. Um, it, it is a very heated, angry person that you are creating useless solutions for um, because the only thing that you're getting out of having to talk with somebody is another two hours until they can find somebody that can solve your problem. So integrating Buildium into our 24-7 environment is allowing at any time the same group of people, those same group, that same group of, of customer service um, folks to be able to get that same information. And it's very consistent, and the person that you talk to is the person that's going to bring you through that entire process to solution. Right, and if it's all synced up with vendors, then hopefully that can be a very fast process. That's you right. know, get that leak fixed, get that's that right. problem fixed so that the resident just stops freaking out. That's right, that's right. <laughs> um, well, that, that's great to hear. Um, now, curious, what kind of services and amenities that you're, you're offering and what services and amenities you're seeing gaining popularity, you know, in 2019 so far? Yeah, so the, the traditional services that we provide are much the same as everybody else's. We do have a full maintenance division. Um, we provide every, everything from handyman to landscaping, janitorial, um, plumbing services. Um, we have our own insurance agency. Um, we uh, did that primarily because we were able not only to control the building's policies, but make sure, verify, which is extremely important and always overlook the coverages um, uh, that associations have. We also are maintaining and verifying that unit owners have adequate coverage for their individual units. Um, so there are ways of uh, creating new revenue channels that um, are secondary, very much so, to having the ability to provide better services. Um, right. And the only way that you can provide those better services based upon the costs associated with, with managing them um, are in creating whole new divisions, if, if not subsidiaries, of, of, uh, of the company. That's been incredibly successful. Um, we're able to... Yeah, curious what examples you have. That's Yeah, I mean, we're, we're able to, to, on the insurance side as an example, um, we have the ability to um, dive all the way into uh, the move process. So um, as an example, if you are moving into any unit that is managed by our company, um, you're going through a process of physically setting or scheduling that move, sure. which uh, prior to, to our system allowing that to happen, um, does things like requiring proof of insurance. So mm -hmm. instead of being reactive to a situation where uh, a property manager at the request of a board is asking for information and you're going out to gather it. We're creating systems that don't allow 
unit owners to move from one point to the next without actually providing that information. So um, it's it, it's it's innovative, uh, but it's also um, it's it's a it's a way of being able to deal with the clutter associated with what is typically a property manager's job. Sure. Yeah, and, and just putting in those uh, those checkpoints. That's right. right. As otherwise, you know, if you have a very strong process and it's hard to to fall off of it, that's great. Uh, now, last question I wanted to, uh, to talk about here uh, is around the importance of brand, and you know, the Westward three hundred and sixty brand. Obviously, you're you know you have a presence in the Chicago market. How do you find and how do you see that the idea of brand is changing for a property management company? Well, it's definitely becoming more tech. You know, there's no question. Uh, the branding of companies 10 or 15 years ago was, was, in my opinion, looked upon no differently than a small real estate shop. Um, our industry over the last years has really developed around that tech, uh, around companies like Buildium. Um, there's no question. Um, and that's what, be, that, that's, it becomes more interesting. And I think that there are still, to this day, a number of companies that haven't uh, taken advantage of the technology that's available and how in the world you could be competitive now with where things are going if you're not entirely um, doing everything to accept what's around you. Uh, I don't think that you can survive. Yeah, it seems impossible. Yep. Well, great. Well, thanks so much for joining us today, David. Yeah. David Westfield from Westford 360. Uh, thanks for joining us today in the yeah. Property Manager Podcast. I Pleasure. It. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Tony, that was a fantastic interview. Um, the the There were such nuggets of wisdom throughout that entire conversation um, that I really think are applicable no matter what size property management business you're, you're operating. Um, yeah, that one might even be worth a second listen. Yeah, definitely one of my favorites. And like I loved how we, he was able to really look at the resident experience holistically uh, with the service that he delivers across the board, how he works with his vendors, um, you know, the speed at which he delivers the service, and really his ability to take on and take a lot of those processes and services in-house, um, not just for the sake of, of making more money, but for really delivering that resident experience at a high level. Because you can't control quality if, if you're not really managing it yourself. Yeah, shout out, David. I love some good consistency. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. So with, with that, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. We hope to catch you next time because we'll be publishing another episode in a couple weeks. Um, but thanks again to Rachel and Fred. Thank you, Tony, for having me in the studio. If you liked what you heard, don't be afraid to leave us a five-star rating and a glowing review in uh, whatever podcasting app you prefer. All right. So that just about does it for us in this episode. Let us know like what you want to learn about, what you want to hear about, who you uh, might want us to try and interview because we love that feedback uh, and we'll try to make it happen. So with that, thanks for listening. Talk to you next time.